When Buck Johnson finally managed to breathe a little again and knew he wasn't dead, he propped himself up on one elbow. He spat dirt out of his mouth. Worse yet, the dirt was at least half dragon dung. Commiserating, Skeeter Evans called across the football field size round pin. You okay, Buck? He was pretty sure Buck was uninjured. He was the best hand at breaking dragons Skeeter had ever seen. But the claims of friendship drew the question out of him anyway. Buck, is anything broke? Finally managing to stand, but with hands on knees and head down, Buck worked hard at reinflating his lungs, getting as much air into them as he could with each gasp. But the sulfur-tainted air of terror rule didn't give him much help in getting his wind back. Eventually he answered, Yeah, I'm okay. Too far from the heart to kill me. Did you see what that bitch did, Skeet? Yeah, I seen it. Treacherous, ain't she? What had happened was this. Dragon wranglers have to break a dragon twice, once to ride, and then about six to eight months later once to flight. So a top-notch dragon wrangler has to be not only knowledgeable in all the techniques of dragon breaking, as well as being a top hand at keeping his forked end down, but he also has to be an outstanding judge of a dragon's age, and that's where it gets tricky, especially on Terra Rule. A top hand like Buck will take a young dragon into the big round pen just at the critical age when she's old enough to learn, strong enough to rough handle, and still unable to fly. Then he ties her up short to the snubbing pillar, with a thick rope braided from strips of dragon hide, the only rope strong enough to hold the dragon calf, attached to the dragon halter. Then the dragon wrangler gets the dragon to accept the dragon hide saddle, and when she finally accepts the saddle, he starts riding the rough off of her and teaching her to mouth rein. Of course, all this has to happen before the dragon's age of flight. But fourth quadrant dragons, and especially Tyrolean dragons, are a small breed, seldom if ever weighing more than five or six thousand pounds when full grown. This particular dragon was a smallish red crocken, not even green broke yet, and Buck had misjudged her age by several months. It turned out that she was capable of short flights after all, not very high and not very far, but flight nevertheless, much like a fat laying hen flying several feet into the low-hanging branches of a tree to roost. Anyhow, Buck had allowed that she was younger than she really was. This day Buck had cut the small reddish dragon. He really liked her looks and was itching to work her to see what she could do, out of the bunch first and saddled her. Skeeter took off his jacket and reaching high, wrapped it over the dragon's eyes. When Buck put his left foot in stirrup with extendable and retractable stirrup leathers to allow mounting so high, Skeeter commenced a distracting and soothing murmur. Easy, girl. Whoa, take it easy, girl. It's all right. He ain't gonna hurt you. Easy. Buck got his right stirrup and settled himself in the saddle. He lifted on the reins and sat a little thickly. Okay, Skeet. Let her go outside. Skeeter took the blind off and scrambled out of the way. The red girl flapped her immature wings a couple of times, crow hopped a few times, and then settled into an easy trot around the pen. Buck grinned. He sure did like her easy gait and impressive confirmation. So he started working with her to teach her to mouth rein, pulling first on one and then the other rein attached to a ring through each side of the dragon's lower lip, and spurring her with his dragon scale spurs on the offside to help her get the message. She was a fast learner, and both Buck and Skeeter were impressed. 
but Buck's miscalculation soon reared its head. Just as Buck was putting the dragon through another loping figure eight, she balked, nearly throwing him over her head. But he dug in his spurs, squeezed with his knees, and managed to keep his seat. Then she really did the unexpected. Getting one rein in her mouth, the dragon took off at dead run, flapping her wings for all she was worth, battering Buck about the ears and knocking his hat off. Thirty yards later, she was airborne. When she was about ten feet high, she rolled. And just when Buck's head was pointed at the ground, she slung her tail and launched him straight towards the hard-packed round-pen dirt. He hit the ground hard, and the air whooshed out of his lungs. And to top it off, Buck weighed more than most dragon wranglers. He wasn't any taller, but he was broader and thicker. The extra muscle came in pretty handy, though, and throwing the 200-pound dragon saddle up onto the base of the dragon's neck just in front of the wings, as well as with all the demanding rope work. 